So you are listening to episode 31 of the Water and Stone podcast. My name is Dita Randolph. And I'm Jenny Randolph. Man, oh man. As we gather around, the, the thing on our minds is that uh, we have just come back from our annual summer conference. And you've heard us talk about that before if you listen to the podcast. Basically, teens from just all over the place and young adults and some not quite teens and just everybody. It's a multi-generational thing. They gather from all over the place. This time around, we were in uh, just outside of the city of Sarasota, Florida. And uh, we were there for about a week and we just... We did so many things. It was incredible. We went kayaking in the mangroves. We did incredible service projects. We did. Uh, we just had such deep sharing and just so much fun. And for Jenny and I and for Raina and Miles and for some of the people that work behind the scenes to make it all go, it's not just a week, but it's months of planning and preparation and, and all of that. And we just got home yesterday and I'm still kind of recovering. How are you holding up, Jen? I'm good. You know, there's there's a part of it where you are physically tired, mm-hmm. but like I'm charged up. Yes. You know, I yeah. and and you want to get some rest, you want to get some physical sleep, mm-hmm. but the work itself is not draining. You know how you can there's a difference between, you know, that that physical tired versus that soul tired and yeah. you know when you're doing right and you know when you're just in your wrong place. And uh this week we were in our right place, absolutely. And even though it was demanding as far as time and energy and that kind of stuff, uh, it I'm I'm filled up. My my cup overflows. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, my my mind, body, heart connection. Is, I'm working on it, but the body a little tired right now. But I'm working on it. <laughs> um, I think I need one more good night of uh, of real sleep and just chilling out. But. No, I am super charged up, as I always am when I'm around these kids. It was an amazing week. Did you have a favorite part that that of the week? I think there was a couple of parts for me that I really, I really liked. But did you have, did you have a favorite part? Well, gosh, it, it's it's just it's really inspiring to be with these kids and all of the different things that we do. It's hard to pick something out, but I think that the thing that that comes out for me is the sense of tradition. You know, the sense of being part of something bigger than yourself and and giving back and all of that because kids want to. And I think that they're disincentivized to give back because we live in an ephemeral culture. You know what I mean? And there's there's a lot of that. And so the idea of I'm part of something bigger than myself is really huge. But one of the ways that that manifested was that uh, we had an old uh, YOUer uh, come back and give a workshop. And this is a person who was in... When we were teens, we were there together. She was at our wedding. You know, her name is Nikosha, and we've actually talked about Nikosha once or twice on the show. She is incredible. She's just such a rock star. She's done so many things and had so many adventures. And and Nikosha, I hope you're listening to this. I don't know if you know how inspired those teens were that, oh, maybe I can be like this too. Because Nikosha came and did a workshop about her life's journey and the thrust of the workshop was you don't know how it's going to be okay but the universe will conspire to make it okay if you let it if you show up for your life and you be true you know you're getting the tools to live your life they're not the ones you thought and and getting out of the way and all of that kind of thing and just such a a a strong woman being there and showing the kids what this means and all that it was really cool but the fact that it's like oh wow you can do this for me too Right. Pretty well, neat. It was it was neat to see the kids reactions to it and it was neat to see how they came out of themselves after the after her workshop. It was really really great to see um there were um a couple of family groups that uh, worked through sort of questions and how they were feeling and sort of unpacked their workshop even before they went into the work that was written for them to do, you uh-huh. know, in this small group. And you know, I think we were running um, tissues back and forth. And so <laughs> yeah. really the workshop that she gave really opened up a lot of people's hearts and minds. And that definitely was a highlight for me during the week. I, yeah. I loved it. And I think um, we do evaluation forms at the end of the week to see, you know, because we're always trying to get better. We want to see what people like, what they don't. And 
And I can't tell you how many we got back that was like, we want more workshops like that. We want her to come back. We really loved it. It was it was a nice response. So yeah, that that was um that was a shining example of the week that we had. It was it was really neat. I will say though that the water balloons are a very close second. That was really fun. That was awesome. Yeah, basically as part of the as part of the adventure, we had sort of a competition that spanned multiple days and people got into different teams and there was all kinds of events that they had to do. There was a Bible uh like a Jeopardy using Bible trivia. There was a there was also some parts where there was like a test of uh, a test of cunning where you had to beat Miles and checkers, which if you know Miles, that's nearly impossible to do. There were physical challenges that Raina ran. You had a, a, a taste challenge where people had to figure out what flavor baby food was, and mm-hmm. I can't even be in the room for that. <laughs> and I, I, was, uh, I had them uh, earlier in the day, I had given a workshop on what every story should contain. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about telling their life story and how this is a journey and that sort of thing. Because life is a journey is the overarching theme of the week. But... Uh, I had them, I gave them, depending on how many points they had, it's a complicated story, but you get different points earlier in the week. But based on how many points you had, you had a certain amount of time to prepare a story and then tell me the story. And inevitably, they would elect one person to tell the story, but what they didn't know is I would swear, okay, now you tell this next part, now you tell. And so everybody had to participate, everybody had to be a leader, but there was an element of spontaneity there. But one way or another, whether it was a physical thing or the checkers or the food or having to tell a story on the spot, people felt really challenged. And and I think they felt inspired, and I think it stretched people, but I think there might have been some uh, people like, oh boy, what are they going to do now? And so... As the last event, each team had a color, and we found these uh, water balloons. That you could put like a dye tablet in. They were clear balloons, but you could put a dye tablet in like the, the spigot that you filled them yeah, up with. Yeah, this little adapter that hooked right. up to the Right, and hose. so we filled them with the colored water of their team color. Right. And by the way, the balloons we found were biodegradable. biodegradable. Yeah, you know us better good. than that. Don't even worry. Don't write in. But, uh, but so we wore... Uh, Miles and Raina and Jenny and I, who were leading this, and our friend Taylor, who it was his very first event, but he was there to help us run the event. Taylor's a rock star. But anyway, we, at the end of the, for the last thing, we wore, uh, we put on some white t-shirts and we said, okay guys, now you can throw water balloons at us and whatever team gets the most hits uh, gets a certain amount of points and we structured it so that could be the game winner. Right. And no matter who had no matter points who had leading the points, into it. No matter who had the points, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you could you could take the lead, and somebody did. Somebody did. There was there were people somebody in the came lead. From behind somebody to, came from behind yeah. and landed enough water balloons on our on our shirts to, yeah. to make it happen. That was really that was really fun, though. Yeah. It, I think we may even have a movie of it. So check check the I, Facebook well, page or check the website. Daniel, or like that. one of the incoming ambassadors, because it's another thing we do is we elect our ambassadors for the year. Those are the three teams that run all the events for the incoming year. Um, Daniel took a, some GoPro footage, and, and there was a, actually more than one movie, I think. And we'll, as soon as we find I think everybody is recovering from the week and right, uploading yeah. and downloading and sideloading and whatever <laughs> loading their various footage. But we'll, uh, we'll get there. Remember how digital was supposed to make things more convenient? But it's not any different than taking it to the photo mat. It's just, you know, a different process of unloading stuff. Anyway, it was great. But I think another real high point of so many. Everybody liked kayaking in the mangroves. Everybody liked all of the things that we did. But I think one of the uh, the high points was that we drove out to the beach on uh, on the Wednesday night. And as part of what we did earlier in the day, everybody got to write down something that they were wanting to release on a piece of... We got this special water-soluble paper, which once again, we were very careful to make sure there weren't any harmful chemicals in it and all that. Um, but anyway, you wrote something that you wanted to release on the piece of paper and we went down to the beach at sunset and man this beach we found was, it was just gorgeous. 10 out of 10. I believe that it was uh called Coquina Beach. I believe so too. Yeah. Right? But um somebody that lives in the Sarasota area found it for us and it was the closest beach to the hotel we were at and all that but it was just the tide was perfect there were these amazing waves and the sunset was gorgeous and it was just the perfect place couldn't ask for perfect for more perfect and everybody got a chance to do what we call a god walk which is basically Take some contemplation time, walk around a little bit on the beach and pick your moment and release your paper. Mm-hmm. And I took some time. I did a little 
little talk beforehand about what that meant and really it was letting a go and all gorgeous that. sunset though and oh, the weather perfect. was perfect and the no rain and the, the but there was a nice just bit of wind and it was it really was absolutely gorgeous but as the when you release your paper at that moment is when you begin your time in the silence and the idea was that we spent the whole rest of that night like and half of the next day yeah and the drive back is about a half hour drive uh reina who you know so well um if you listen to this podcast reina had put together a special playlist of meditation music that everybody had downloaded on their the phones or put in a cd or mm-hmm. d- depending on the person so every car on the way back was listening to the same soundtrack of meditation music god so much thought went in all this it's just so much wonderful work but anyway everybody listened to the same tape and and all of course i call it a tape you know what i mean <laughs> jeez everybody listened spotify, to the same edison spotify, wax cylinder of yeah, the music spotify playlist but whatever um anyway uh it began the time in the silence and the whole rest of that night which meant saying goodnight to everybody and doing all that and people had roommates and so you had to negotiate with your roommate about you know what temperature to put the air at and whatever Well, a else. lot of them i think they did pre-work on that they laid you know they laid everything out they laid the ground rules out so that they would you know get prepared for and it. um and uh <clears throat> so that whole night the next morning breakfast in the silence and uh then after breakfast and after some other stuff we had hours of special silent activities and this is something that, that people do. Some people go on like a week-long silent retreat. And stuff. But I wanted to make it clear because sometimes the idea of a silent retreat is you're supposed to go into yourself. You know, you're not even supposed to make eye contact with other people. And, and that's fine, but that wasn't the goal of this. The goal of this was a deeper connection with other people because, as you know, sometimes words can get in the way of, of how you really feel. So what it was really about was being with those people without the barrier. Of, of how you're supposed to act and what you're supposed to say, that sort of thing. And so we had asked everybody, okay, obviously no talking, but also don't don't cheat. You know, you can't text each other or write right. somebody a note on a piece of paper and pass it over. Try to get away from that. And um, almost everybody did. I mean, you know, sometimes if somebody had to do something, but generally speaking, everybody there kept the silence for hours. And it is always so powerful, and it's so much fun to be in a room full of teenagers. I mean, think about that. Yeah, no phones, no, um, and just really either sitting in the sitting with your eyes closed and, and having a little bit of meditation time, or putting together a puzzle, or yeah, it doesn't journaling have to be a highbrow thing. Yeah, but it's interesting. What what I always love to see is how people get to that meditative state. Uh-huh. Um, you know, um, there were people that were hand knitting. There were people that were um, coloring mandalas there were people that were like i said journaling reading um we had a big old stack of unity books that people could read right and you know and for some it of these kids really, it's the first time they've encountered like let's say lessons in truth or something yeah know? it was really interesting to see what people gravitated to and maybe even try new things that they hadn't tried before and really get to that really get to that space but i think it's first of all that's really really powerful but what i always and we do this every year what I think is so funny is that when it's time to break the silence, we have a little thing that we do. Um, Raina and Miles led it this year. Um, nobody really wants to. Mm-mm, nobody wants to end it. Yeah. yeah. Or the comments is like, wow, we were in for that long. How did that go Because yeah, what so did it fast? end up being, like 18 hours or something like well, that? Well, it was three hours of the silent activities. Right. And so I want to say... Um, because let's say six or seven of those hours were spent sleeping. Yeah, you know, yeah, but. which makes it a little bit... Like I said, we do the silence, but we do silence with training wheels, kind of. Yeah. So, you know... Um, but that's appropriate. If you're... T- well, let's see. I think it was... Yeah, I think it was about 18 hours. If, if I'm, I'm trying to calculate it in my head, but I think it was about 17, 18 hours total. Oh. Um, is is what what it ended up being, which is almost tw- it's almost twenty four hours of not speaking, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it's kind of cool, and I think it's a really nice way to introduce the idea that you can step away from your phone and you are not gonna die, and the people on the other side of it are not gonna die, and you can do that. You know, you don't yeah. have to watch TV or listen to music or be distracted. That you can actually do some do some inward work without all of the outer stuff and the noise going on well and the, our digital culture really encourages a need for validation and this steps away from that and back into just being 
which is really beautiful. It was really funny, but we uh, we were eating breakfast in the hotel and in the silence, and there's a lot of us. There was about 35, 40 or so of us, and so eating breakfast all at the same time mm-hmm. and uh, in, in this hotel area, and people that did not know what we were doing. Yeah, because we eat breakfast in a common area, so there's right. other guests of the hotel around, and that's kind of important to yeah, us. Yeah, so and, I had know. a little note that I would take up to people, and I would say, you know, but... Um, I'm in the silence for I'm in the silence, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're doing this. And a lot of people acknowledged and nodded and stuff. So it did because you, their faces, they're like, it, it was eerie, you know, it was, it was super, super quiet. But it was time for us to go into the room where the activities were set up. And so, and everybody was, had finished and everybody was, everybody was expecting me to give them sort of a nod or a high sign. So what I did is I walked into the middle of, of everybody that was eating and I just sort of, I just sort of raised my hands from my side, like the signal that you would give to to stand up, you know, sure. just a very gently the stand standing up. ovation gesture. It, exa- the stand, yeah, exactly, standing ovation gesture. And, you know, the entire room stood up and walked silently. And um, no, we're was, not a cult. At yeah, all. exactly. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh, but but we had a couple of sponsors standing outside. And um, just waiting to make sure everybody before and they, they go into the room, right? And they heard activities. and they overheard yeah. um, a couple of people go, "I don't know." She just raised her hand, and then they all stood up and left. And so it was, it was it's kind it of a was, Malcolm X. I moment, know it yeah. was my Malcolm X moment. It was my moment of power. That it's just like you know, it was it was just too funny, you know. Yeah. I, so that was a, That was a good moment for me, for sure. So as we dig in. I wanted to talk about something that, well, this is inspired by summer. I have a feeling that a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today are inspired. Well, it's on the for, it's on yeah. the forefront of our it's minds, at and the top of and mind for we're me. we're still processing it. So you know, the the listeners are getting to process this with us. Right. And I always, as always, I try to go, okay, what did we learn? What can we do better? Sure. Um, what what things need to stay the same as far as tradition and and what things need to grow and how can we get meals there faster and hotter and better and and every, you know you know so i think yeah. it's, a, it's a natural process so i'm i'm sorry that we're processing it with the listeners but i'm not sorry no that i'm not either because you know? there's some some really powerful stuff happens every time and in fact listening to this podcast you gotta come to one of these things. It'll turn your life around. It really will. It's amazing. If you know a young person who who could benefit from this, and that means any young person, think about it. Our next one is going to be in the fall, and it's going to be incredible. We're already starting to look at locations and cool stuff to do. Anyway, at the summer one, one of the things that we do is we have our graduation ceremony. There are Teens who aren't teens anymore or whatever. They're getting ready to graduate up into the young adult group, that sort of thing. And we have a ceremony. And as part of that ceremony, we have this long chain of these golden rings. And the idea is that when you graduate, you're given this ring and you add it to the chain of graduates. The idea is that you're part of something bigger than yourself. It has to do with tradition that is carried forward. And and you can imagine that as that chain grows, it's pretty cool to have that physical, tangible idea that I'm part of this family. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that as a, as a YOU or myself, it's so beautiful to go, you know, I'm part of this thing. And then I can call on these people. Every YOU or is a 3 a.m. friend where you can call them at 3 in the morning and say, I'm in trouble. And they drop what they're doing and help. So anyway, I was thinking about those rings and the stuff that we talk about during the graduation ceremony. And it's, in a way, it's not different than what you might say during a wedding ceremony. The idea of a golden ring is, it comes up a lot in ritual. And the reasons for that are pretty clear. First of all, that circular shape, that line that knows no end, they symbolize eternity, they symbolize the love of God, that it's forever, they symbolize longevity and tradition and all that. Super important, super important. But the other piece of it, the thing that's sort of sticking out in my mind right now is that you choose gold not because everybody's got to get their bling on, but you choose gold because gold passes through the fire and it's more pure 
on the other side. That's why we use gold. I, well, I bet I bet not a lot of people know that. I think they probably think maybe because it's a rare mineral yeah. or it's hard to get or something of that nature. But but I think the history and the the actual reason that gold is used is mm-hmm. because it does become stronger. Yeah, it's a symbol of purity. Mm-hmm. And not just purity, but purity through adversity. Right. It passes through the fire. And so one of the things that, that I say every year, but I know for sure I said it this year, is basically you're a graduate it doesn't mean you're done and it sure as heck doesn't mean you know everything it certainly doesn't mean that life is all smooth sailing now i said it a little bit differently during the ceremony but that's the thing i think that we do young people a disservice when we go oh you're a man now or you're a woman now and now you're good because remember moving into your first apartment or getting your first job or your first anything and you're going i'm not good i have no idea Mm-hmm. In fact, I just jumped off a cliff. I've never felt more uncertain in my whole life. You know, that whole thing. That's a big deal. And it's such a guilt trip to, to tell young people that you're supposed to know everything at precisely the time when you don't. So anyway, what I said during the graduation ceremony was basically, you're going to deal with adversity. You're going to deal with stuff because this is growing pains. But the thing is, the trick to making your life better, and that means making the world better, is recognizing that whatever this is outside of me, it's not nearly as strong as what's inside of me. Right. And so I will pass through this fire, and I will be more pure, and that's what the ring is all about. And the reason that I say that is to bring us around to what we're here to talk about tonight, and that is to say stuff is going to happen, and you have a choice about how you respond to it and how you move through it. Well, that obviously the letting go part of it is how you respond to it, and and we had a we had a couple of opportunities to choose how we were going to respond to things this week. Yeah. Now, this week we were surrounded by like-minded people, people that we love, that love us, who've read and, the same books, right? You and know. so we sort of isolated ourselves, and we were in kind of a bubble. Yeah. Right. So, and even. Even in that, so we were we were sitting there, we were having a good time. Like I said, physical work, but it was work that was fulfilling, work that was happy. And then you got a, a text from somebody, and it was not a nice text at all, at all. And it was from outside of this bubble, and it it took us it took us aback. It burst the it burst the bubble of this insulated, loving, beautiful space that we yeah. were in, and. Without, you know, it's this is not about airing dirty laundry or anything, but what happened is a long time ago, over a month ago, which <laughs> right now feels like a long time, uh, over a month ago, I sent somebody an email and either they didn't get it or, or they, they didn't read it. It doesn't it matter. Happens. It yeah. happens and it doesn't matter. But the person sent me a very, very angry text based on not having read what was in the email Mm -hmm. stuff happens you know and we have a choice about you know when you think you haven't been told the whole deal or that somebody flipped a script on you or whatever you have a choice about flying off the handle and getting mad or about going well maybe i'll give this person the benefit of the doubt doubt, or whatever so this person had a choice and for reasons that i don't know it doesn't matter they chose to get really angry with me instead of going wait a minute maybe this guy's not an evil person but so anyway, that person really flew off the handle at me. And I have to say that I got the text when you and I were out getting food for the, for the teens. Mm-hmm. You know? So what happens is almost everybody just stays at the hotel unless we're doing some group outside activity. Almost everything happens on the grounds of the hotel and within the meeting rooms and so on. But Jenny and I... And it's we almost do- always just the two of us. Yeah, we were doing the food run. Well, because we, we can pay for it, you know. Yeah, we got the corporate have, card or whatever. Exactly. So, so we it's, go it's and better. get the we go and get the food and like, you know, we'll go to we get a bunch of different stuff. But anyway, we were out getting I think that day it was maybe Panera bread that we were getting for everybody. Doesn't matter. Anyway, we were out and we got this text and it was like, Wow, in that moment, all of that those good feelings and that that positivity it was like i really had a choice about how i was going to respond to that because details aside i was basically being accused of something 
that I did not do and right. would not do. Right. And, you know, I'm kind of a people pleaser. It bothers me if people think that I'm some kind of well, bad guy. And you know, I'll, a, I'll own that. And I'm know. a protector. So she went after you. So that got my, you know, the hair on the back of my neck up. And I was like, oh, wait a second. No, yeah. you're not going to, you know... You can't come after my man like you can't talk to my fiance. You know, I mean, it's like it's like that where it's just like, no, you're not going to talk to my husband that way. That's, that's no, you're not. That's not going to happen. So it got it. It was an opportunity to go to a super ugly place right. really fast. Now, I'm proud of myself. I very easily could have ignored the message or fought back. Right. And I would have had good reason because I didn't do anything wrong. And I was being attacked. But the thing is, that really would have escalated. So instead, I texted back. Sometimes you have to pick the medium. If someone decides they want to talk by text, it's polite to talk back in the medium that they've chosen. So I did, but I texted a novel. It was like, no, now, if you remember, if you look at this email, and you're saying this, but this is what really happened. If you look back at X, Y, and Z, and I wasn't making a case exactly, but I was just really trying to be as clear as possible if you're ever having a disagreement somewhere in there there's a misunderstanding so to fix the disagreement you don't have to attack work towards understanding right right that's the secret let's get clear and from the clarity we can decide maybe we don't like each other maybe we don't need to be involved with each other for example maybe one person is right or wrong but let's get past the the static and get to the signal so to speak so anyway that's what I did, and you know, I so I kind of I set it aside. I could tell that this person was still upset, but it is what it is. I said my piece, but I was still. We were both still working on it, and so the yeah. car ride to get the food, we were like, "All right, no, we're not gonna let this ruin. We're not gonna we're not gonna bring this back. We're gonna take the time in this drive to feel our feelings, to do what we need to do, and then snap out of it. We're, we got we got work to do, and it's good work to do, and. And this person is not going to be allowed to get in and, and we have a choice here. Right. I guess is what I was saying. We have a choice about how this, if we allowed this to bring us down or we allow it to sort of lift us up to the place that we need to be. And we, you know, we, we complained at each other about it and, you know, like you how, through it. you know, processed. but we processed and we worked out and, and, and by the time that we had picked up the food, loaded the food in the car, got back in the car and we were on the way back, we were at a pretty good place. We're like, nope, yeah. we're walking back into the hotel to literally feed these people, to figuratively feed these people. Right. Um, you know, and, and we had to get our, our stuff together. But it was you know? so funny because, so we had to get up onto the highway to get from where the food is to where the hotel was. It's just one exit apart. But so we get up on the highway and we're towards the tail end of, of this conversation and all that. And I was really feeling like, you know, you're going to have those moments where you're like, okay, I would like some kind of a, a sign. A sign. I'd Just like to kind the of universe wrap to... Little bow on the, on, the, on the present of this experience and so that and we can was just really so funny because in Nikosha's workshop earlier in the week, she had talked about, okay, God, I, I Show just... Show me a sign. I need a sign I need and a sign. she got a sign. You're going to have to... I'm sure that Nikosha is going to make that workshop available in some format or another you're going to need to find this out. The story is going to change your life. But anyway, she put it out there, a request for a sign. She got a sign back. And that happens. I bet everybody listening has got some story like that. But so I was feeling that. And I, I had sort of completed that thought in my head of, you know what, I would really like, I'd like the breath from the universe of the, okay, time. Now we're right. good. You know, that moment. And alongside us comes, a, you know, a camper van, you know, one of those trailer things. And, there was a word on the side of it. Now, I don't want to say the word because I don't want to anything about this conversation with this person. I don't want to make them look bad or whatever. It is what it is. But there was a word on the side of this camper that I don't think I've ever seen on the side of a camper before, but it was like the brand or the it model. It was even name. oddly placed on yeah. the side of the camper. I mean, it, it was, was like it it looked like it had been put there by the owners. Yeah, it, for it some reason. It did not look like it had been manufactured yeah. that way. But so, so but it was, you know, where it might say Winnebago or whatever on the side. Winnebago's not the word. It, it was <laughs> something else. And it was so funny and symbolic because what happened was we got right along each aside each other for uh, uh, long enough for both you and I to see the thing. Uh-huh. 
and then we had to pull off onto the exit. And it just went right, kept going. Yeah, and you just, could see it just go right over that overpass right, as we and, were going on the off ramp. But it was that that wonderful moment of there was no mistaking that word. Like I said, never seen it before on a trailer before, and we do a lot of on the road stuff. Never ever, and so that thing goes by, and literally for me, the message was, we've got to get off of this. We are going to feed some people. Right. And that thing is going another direction, and we're going to just watch it go and say bon voyage to it. You know, go with God, via con Dios. We got our stuff to do, and it is what it is. And it was so funny. It felt so clear. It was just, it really was like a deep breath. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and we both laughed about it, and we're like, like, all right, All right, you want a sign, there's a sign. Exactly. And we both saw it. We didn't even have to talk about it. It was unmistakable. Right. But in that, okay, so we pull off the off-ramp. And we pull into the hotel, which was right there. You've been on the highway. You know where the hotels are. They're right by the the inter, you know, the interchange. Mm-hmm. And so it was just moments. And by the time I we pulled in, got the food unloaded, and I parked the Jeep, um, I got another text message from this person saying, oh, I got your email. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I found it in my junk filter or whatever. Now, whether or not they actually did or maybe they didn't read it the first time and they went back and actually It doesn't wrote, matter. Who knows? doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, but the point is that person came as close as this person can get to an apology. It was like, oh, I okay, never you mind. It's all good. But I guarantee you that that wouldn't have happened if if we had not let it go. Oh, no question. There's no because way. Because it takes There's... it takes two. And it doesn't right. matter. We're all connected in so many ways. you got to let it go. If you don't let it go, it doesn't get let go. You know what I mean? And so it's it was an opportunity. But, you know, I had to pass through the fire on that. And I had to decide, oh, wait a minute. This feeling that I have, this positive feeling about being around these amazing people this week, I can throw all of that away because of one misguided set of text messages. And I can I can contribute to that misdirection or I can let it go. You have choices. And you know, we've talked about chemicalization before. When you start on a spiritual path and you start making different choices, sometimes the universe will go, Are "You sure?" And as we've talked about, it's the chemical reaction between new ideas and old dumb ideas. Mm-hmm. And if you're anything like me, you've probably got your fair share of old dumb ideas. People do. They come in every day when you turn on the TV. It happens. Well, until you learn better, you're going to have the old dumb ideas. And it's a matter of, it's just a matter of living every day. Of course you're going to get better at life if you're living it every day. Yeah. And the thing is, we live in a world where everybody's working on stuff. Mm -hmm. And part of the working on is some people might say things that aren't 100% optimal all the time. Are we so weak spiritually that we can't handle that and we need to only be with people that are positive all the time? Life happens. And so this is a constant filtering process, a constant decision process. Why? And every day is the day. The Bible says, choose this day who you will serve. And what isn't necessarily clear is that that really means every day. Choose this day. What's important to you? What you're going to respond to? Choose this day because you can decide to buy into all kinds of dumb limiting ideas you can choose to set yourself back spiritually uh, in every other way by just going along with that dumb thing but it really is a choice it is there were a lot of letting go opportunities for me this week you know we the as part of the preparation of the silence, you know, we we wrote on the dissolvable paper, which is so cool, by the way. Oh, man. Now, we have done things before, like we have written stuff we wanted to let go on rocks and thrown the rocks out into the ocean or into, into water. We've lit things on fire before. We've used flash paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say the dissolvable paper was very cool. It was really neat. Yeah, well, my experience was with I wrote stuff on my paper Mm -hmm. and I held it under the water because I wanted to see those words go away and it was just like paper 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 and then a wave came and then it was 
it was just completely gone. And that's interesting because that wasn't everybody's experience. Some people, it took like two or three waves to like really dissolve the paper. Now think about that with me. All those papers came from the same batch. They're made out of the same stuff, you know, so and so forth. And every single person had a different experience about the way that their paper dissolved. Mm -hmm. And some of them were instant some of them were, um, I think some people tore them into, we gave everybody like a half a sheet of dissolvable paper. Yeah, half of and uh, some what, people, eight and a half by 11. Yeah. yeah, and some people tore that even into smaller pieces because they wanted that experience to just piece it in. Some people chose to put it in all at one time. Some people folded it up and threw it in exactly. the water. Yeah. Exactly, so the, everybody's experience was very different, but hearing those stories was like, oh wow, you could really tell whether they were struggling to let it go, whether they were ready to let it go. Um, Like yours were instantly, you were done, you know? I think other people's, mine, mine was kind of in between, to to be honest. And and, um, the things that I let go, I was like, there was a bit of hesitation because some of the things I think over the years I have liked about myself and I have liked that they defined me. Uh Um, You know, like, you know, like, being the hard ass, for example, sure. or being the one that, you know, that is like the keeper of the rules and you, you know, and you're going to, exactly, you know, and, and, and I'm a fighter by nature. I do, you know, I, I tend to, to, like I said, when you got that text, my knee jerk reaction, it was like, all right. No, you were work. lacing up your gloves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We're, we're going to go to the mattresses and, <laughs> and you better be prepared because I'm coming after you. And so, you know, there's a part of me that really likes that about myself. But as I mature, although perhaps more slowly than others would like, but as I'm re- I mature, I, I understand that that's not always the best way to solve problems is by, you know, just coming at people. But yeah, I hear you. anyhow, so in, in that instant, the things that I thought that I was letting go, it was a little bit of a fight. But that is in my nature. It, it is, it is, you know, and again, it's in my nature because I kind of like it. I kind of like that about myself. So I'm learning. I'm growing. I, I don't think in this lifetime anyway that will ever really truly be gone Well, for but you me. know what? There's a time to stand up. But yeah. the difference but is. But anyway, yeah, okay. it was, it, yeah, 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 I got yeah. it. But, but anyway, I, um. So mine was a little bit of a, it was a little bit of a struggle, you know, it was like, you know, mm-hmm. that, that fight, a little bit of fight with the waves, a little bit of fight with the ocean, you know, um, and, uh, that's okay. But it was just so interesting because the paper was made out of the same material, had the same chemicals in it for every single, well, in the same stack, single, it was the it, same package. Exactly. It wasn't even like we got some from a different company right. or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So if you're looking for a sign. There's your sign. Well, and and our daughter Raina had a story about she had three different. Pieces yeah, she was of paper. one of the people that kind of tore her paper into. Well, I you think know, she smaller. had multiple pieces of paper. Oh, did she? Take yeah, I don't multiple? think she tore it up. I think she oh, okay. just brought. Oh. Yeah. So, so how did it go? The first one she wrote down. I well, I think the story went, and I'm trying to I'm trying to remember, and I hope I'm getting this right. Um, the first one she wrote down, she had a plan for, and she she wanted the she wanted the wave to come up to her, and and you know, and she wanted to meet the wave halfway, mm-hmm. so she kind of a little bit in, and then the wave came up to meet her, and she let it go, and the wave took it out, and it was perfectly the way that she had imagined. It was just just the exact thing. But then by the time she got to the second one, she was kind of like preparing herself, but a huge wave came up and kind of pushed her back. And took it And out just of her took hand. it right out of her hand. And then she couldn't even see and it And she couldn't again. even see it anymore. I love that. And the third one she was holding, because of that big wave, like had halfway dissolved in her hand and so she just had to let it go really fast because it was already dissolving and and she said that one of the most memorable moments was when she was pushed back by that wave that was like oh no you know the first one she was like ready to release it was beautiful it was and then the universe was like nope you said you're ready to release this so now we're taking everything from you and it just swept in on her and that feeling that she was being pushed back by the universe to say, nope, it's now your time. You're letting all of this go. And man, I got to tell you, I, I know for sure that it, that's how it always happens. Sure. You've got those kinds of options. Either you let it go when you want to 
or it's going to come be let go from you. But the thing is, it's hardly ever on your terms. Right. And I have to tell you, this thing about the, the text message stuff, the email that I sent over a month ago had to do with, you know, for reasons X, Y, and Z, where I'm not going to be doing business with you. I'm not going to be associating with you, working with you. I'm trying to use a lot of generic terms because I'm trying right, to protect right, people's right, right. life. But I'm not going to be, let's say, hanging out with you at all or at least in the way that we did because it's time, because of this and that and the other. And it was a statement of letting go. Let's put it that way. And so the angry text based on not reading that email was, well, then we're not going to associate blah, blah, blah anymore. Which was what I wanted. Right. But I didn't want it that way. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's that kind of thing. To me, that was the wave coming up and knocking it out of my hands. And I wasn't ready for that. So there's this wonderful moment that I had when we were on the way back from Panera going, oh, wait, I did ask for this, didn't I? So there's this temptation sometimes and this is something that i want to spend some more time on some at some point maybe this is in the next book or something when um sometimes people are tempted to sort of chase the loss it's like i don't want this thing and the universe says okay well you don't have it anymore and you go yeah but wait i wanted to do do, do, do ego stuff you know what i mean and boy that i wanted happens. it on my terms yeah. on my timeline you know, yeah, I'm ready to yet let it go, but am I ready to let it go? Well, and also, and you're forced to deal with, this is not the case this time, but it can come up sometimes. It's really fun having that thing to complain about. Wait, you took my complaint away from me. You know, that happens. If you're listening to this, you know exactly what I mean because you've done that before. Everybody's done that before. Where it's like, oh, well, if I don't have that, then I, who am I? Because I like being the person who fights against that thing or has that thing to complain about. We know people who really are working on just complaining. I sat with somebody at lunch <laughs> uh, during this event, and in the course of literally two minutes, they complained that a toy they were playing with didn't light up in the way they wanted it to light up. This is a grown person. And in that same time period, they also complained that, and this is unfathomable, unfathomable to me, that their chocolate chip cookie had, and I quote, too much chocolate in it. Yeah, they wanted the perfect ratio of like cookie to chocolate and chip. And they were like, that cookie that I had just eaten had too many chocolate chips and in it. But I couldn't I help was it. like, you know, <laughs> well, really? Your tendency, really? <laughs> as you said, your tendency is to come onto the fighting side of it. And my tendency is to go on the peacemaker side. And there are times when we go way too far. And there are times when we go not far enough with that. We're finding that equilibrium. But I'm the peacemaker. But in that moment when he was complaining about the chocolate chip cookie, I couldn't help myself. I said, who complains about that? Chocolate's what you want. Every, you know, what are you talking about? But the thing is, it wasn't about the cookie. If you handed him a gold bar because of the mode he was in, he would have complained that the gold bar was too heavy. Right. You know, you know this is a lot to carry around. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about these precious metals. You know, it would have been something because the thing is, in that moment, and he is better than this. He's an awesome person. But in that moment, he was letting himself be defined by complaining, for example. So there are times when you can find a certain kind of comfort in having the thing to complain about. Even if you put it out to the universe that I want this to go away now. And the way out of that is to go, okay, first of all, thank you, God. I'm, I wanted change, and now I'm experiencing the results of change. And sometimes change is uncomfortable, but go back to the essence of it. It's still change, which means I'm still getting what I want. Be at peace with that and come from a place of peace and understanding and everything else will shake itself out. It really will. Or you can fight it. You can chase your losses. I know of people who really wanted to break up with somebody and then they broke up with them. Uh-oh. Wait, you rejected me? I wanted to reject you. And then they get back together because they didn't want it that way and now they're really miserable. You know, that kind, it happens. There are movies about that. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. But there's something really beautiful about, once again, what's the essence of this? What's the idea and not the thing? Wait a minute. The idea is change. Change is what I wanted. So get to a place, and this is always the message, isn't it? Get to a place of, you know what? Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for, for the, that wave that knocked me back and took it out of my hands. I didn't expect that. Now I got sand on my butt. But you know what? It's gone now. Okay. And you stand up again. It's literally 
out of my hands. Yes. I love that. And I love that image. Yeah. And so part one was here I am giving it to the ocean. Part two is the ocean knocks me back and takes it. And part three is, oh, some of this work is already done. Cool. I don't even have to go up to the water. I can just gently, gracefully release it. What a perfect example of the spectrum of experiences around this. Our daughter is such a powerful spiritual teacher. But the thing is, you can have any of those if you want. But ask yourself, what do you want? What do you want? Not the thing, like I said, the idea. What is the idea that you want? You want love? You want peace? You want to get over it? Okay, guess what? It's going to happen. And you can decide of, of what you attach yourself to. But at the end of the day, there is a golden ring in your life. There is something that goes on forever and that will pass through the fire of, of misfortune and misunderstanding and will be better on the other side. All you've got to do is say thank you and it will work out. So for our listen up section of this episode, we have a really interesting question and it comes from Stanley T. And he says, I feel like other people are doing better than me. When is it my turn? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The, and I think we chose this question this week because, I don't know, a lot of times I scroll through and I'm just looking at the questions and they just pop out and I'm like, okay, no, this is this is something that we need to deal with. It spoke to me and, and I was like, we take turns choosing the question. Yeah. You know, one week I choose You can kind of tell because one of the other of us will sound surprised. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this time it was my choice to choose and, and this is what I kind of came across. So, you know, how would you, how would you do that? When is it, when is it my turn? Well, I, I tell you, this is, this is something that comes up a lot and in so many ways. I mean, and I'll come back to this part, but spiritually we talk about the idea that, you know, Jesus wore a seamless garment. You know, the people had good things and there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, prosperity is part of your birthright, being taken care of, having good times. I came that your joy might be full. He turned the water into good wine. You know, think about that. So there's a piece of it where it's like, not only are you allowed to prosper and be happy and have a joyful life, but kind of supposed to so there's this feeling of well if i'm not then what am i doing wrong and how come but then on the other side of it on the not so spiritual religious side just on the the societal side and this is something we've talked about before we live in a culture that says you are nothing unless you're a millionaire right you're supposed to be super there rich is, and this there is such a stigma uh, attached to poverty and not having enough money mm -hmm. and not really anywhere do we see the examples of just having a fulfilled, happy life without, like you said, being a, a huge millionaire and having the huge mansion and having 14 billion cars and, and all of this. And it's like, I can't be happy unless I have that or unless I win the lottery or all of this. There's There are almost no examples of somebody living a happy, fulfilled life that is not also a millionaire. Here's how deep this goes. There's lots of examples, but here's one. When you think about Jesus, here's a guy who went everywhere and got to talk about what he was in love with and inspired others and, as we know, changed the world. We're sitting here having in, in a podcast that is, in one way or another, dedicated to the life and teachings of Jesus. And we are one of so many. Right. You know, changed the world. And wherever he went never wanted for a thing. Think about that. When it was time to pay the taxes, the fish had the money, so to speak. You know what I mean? Never wanted for a thing. You want to talk about prosperity and got to be the hero there. Well, that's beautiful. There's such beauty there. But when people think about Jesus, a lot of the time, what they think of is, oh, he did these great things despite his poverty. That I mean, think about that. People think about Jesus as a, as a homeless guy. Well, he was, kind of. As somebody who didn't have anything. Well, because the universe had it for him. The universe mm -hmm. carried his pocketbook, so to speak. But people go, oh, despite these physical conditions. When that's, the point of it was that he wasn't ever worried about it. He was able to do these things without making stuff the object of his existence. 
that's richness. That's, that's affluence. But most of the time when people think about that, or you can think of a, of a not quite so grandiose example, like let's say Gandhi, let's say any hero, let's say Mother Teresa, people who didn't have a lot of material things but did good work, a lot of times we go, oh, they did it despite having not a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? And so we have this stigma attached to uh, not having a lot of stuff. And so when you don't, it's easy to just start clobbering yourself. Well, I must be some kind of failure. But ask yourself, if you're in the process of really beating yourself up, really deciding that you're no good, that you have screwed up metaphysically and otherwise, what are you going to get next? Is that going to help you get to where you want to go? Is that going to help you prosper? Is that going to help you succeed? Is that going to help you, you know, write the great American novel, win the lottery, do whatever it is that you want to do? Is that going to help you be more like what you want to be like if you walk around kicking yourself for not being it? For me, it was in the phrasing of the question that was very telling. Okay. So when is it my turn? As if there were, like God is choosing people that, oh, this is your turn now. And it's the same idea of, oh, my good is just around the corner. Well, of course, if you keep saying, oh, it's just, I'm, it's right around the corner. It's going to always be right. You'll never get there because it's always right around the corner. And so the whole idea of taking turns that God looks upon you with his favor in, in, you know, he has to just, oh, well, it's not your turn in line yet. No, it's not. And I was like, I was like, wow, that's an expression of, that is a finite expression. It is. There's only so much. You got to wait your turn. You got to wait your turn. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that for me is really what stuck out about that. I was like, hang on just a second. Your turn is right now. You just have to claim it. Or your turn is never as long as you believe in turns. Either way, Either way, you are, you know, you're defining that. And it may, the habitual stuff that we tell ourselves or that society, we allow society to tell us um, is so ingrained sometimes that that's, he probably didn't even really think about even the phrasing of that, but in the phrasing of it, it's like, okay, wait a second, pull it back, come out of that habit of, of, of doing that, and it will happen slowly for you. And it may happen slowly at first, but start claiming it. You know, start small. Start saying, you know, today this is what I, I'm going to do. And I think we've talked around prosperity a lot in, la- in podcasts, but never maybe this idea specifically. I'm happy to talk about it though, man. The revolution is economic this time around. I no really question think in my mind. so. I really think that it is. And just all the all the signs that we're getting, that that is true. I, I believe I'm right there with you. I believe that too. Well, and there's this quote, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. In other words, you know what? There's people got stuff going on. And whether it's about not getting caught up in somebody else's drama, you know, what is that to you? Follow follow the truth. Or whether it's about how, oh, well, so-and-so, they've got a private jet and they wear $1,000 suits all the time. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? If you want that stuff, you got to be that person. And, and you have comes, no idea right, what they're working on. Exactly. And it comes at a cost. And the people that, that have those things and the mansions and the jets and everything like that, they are thinking about things and and working and sacrificing maybe they're sacrificing a family maybe they're sacrificing time maybe they're sacrificing all kinds of stuff and their heart is just you know wanting other opportunities and they're looking at maybe somebody that has this huge family and they're like why can't i have that too you have no idea what those people are are having to go through nothing is free well everything comes at a at a cost and whether that is time or family or effort or sleep or whatever it is you can't judge that from the outside you have no idea what somebody else is working on and and part of the thing too is you've got to ask yourself what is it that you really want because you know what you're allowed to want fancy clothes and nice cars and big houses you're allowed to want those things that's okay there's nothing wrong with any of those things but why do you want them? Yeah. But, but ask yourself, what is it that you really want? What do those things represent to you? Because 
what you really want is probably something like freedom, happiness, ease, peace of mind, and so on and so forth. Here's the thing. If you can't figure those things out with what you have right now, if you can't figure out happy where you are right now, whether or not you get the nice stuff, <laughs> you're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. You have been faithful with a little. I put you in charge of a lot. That's what the Bible says. And the basic idea is this. Let me say it this way. This is actually something we were talking about this morning when we were getting coffee. Um, we were, the moment we get back home to St. Petersburg, the finest city on the face of the earth, we go to Kawa Coffee. We get some coffee. That's where we were this morning. But anyway, um, we are talking about this morning, and, and I didn't mean for the alliteration to happen, but it worked out all right. I said, would you rather be miserable in a Maserati or happy in a Honda? You know what I mean? There's something really powerful there. If you can't figure out happiness where you are, you're just going to – if you get the money, you're just going to have the power to make yourself even more miserable. You can create a lot of misery with a million dollars. You know what I mean? Think about that. So – when is it your turn? First of all, let's get past turns. That's the first thing we got to say. And that was such a good catch. I can't get past it. But more than that, think about that with me. The universe takes care of its own. There is an infinite amount of everything for everybody. The only finitude, the only limitation, the only scarcity is in our imagination. That's just the truth. That's not, you know, Napoleon Hill stuff. That's really just the way the life that, that life is. But so, okay, let's get past that. Okay, there's plenty. Set that aside. That's not even the point right now, even though it seems like it is. The point is, what do you really want? Do you want happiness? Figure out happiness. Because it's not going to be the case that you get happy at a certain dollar amount. That's nuts. It's not the case that you get happy with a certain kind of car. Think about that. Do you know jerks with nice cars? Remember high school? Remember every 80s movie? Think about it. Figure out happiness right now. Be faithful with your happiness. Be faithful with your love. Be faithful. This isn't about count your blessings because you won't get any more. This is about understanding that there's a real blessing right in front of you. Yeah, you deserve nice things. But more than that, you deserve love. Figure out the love. The nice things will happen. Well, I think for me, it's... Start with, obviously, we always say start with thanksgiving or start with praise, right? So give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. Are you eating today? Were you happy today? Did you laugh today? Do you have the people in your life that you want in your life? Then start there. It's your turn right now. Just start taking a look around you. And give from that place. That's the next step. time to check it out and this is the part where we tell you where we're going to be at what we've been up to and how you can reach us okay and so the first thing i want to talk about is august 13th um you and i are doing our branching in uh presentation and a book signing up at unity of port ritchie and you can find out about that by by going there by looking at the events on our website lots of places but it's going to be so much fun august 13th sunday service and a book signing and we have a couple of ongoing events that, that I want to talk about, and you know about these, but it bears repetition. We went on a little hiatus because of our week-long summer conference, but we're back on track, and that means every Sunday we have our sunset celebration, and we meet about a half hour before the sun sets. Your phone knows how to figure out when the yeah, sun goes Yeah, for the down. next little bit, it'll be a little bit before 8 o'clock, like 7.50 or something yeah, like that, because I think the it. sun is setting like around 8.20 now. You know, so set quarter quarter to eight, seven forty five, seven fifty is when we're meeting. All right, and that's at St. Petersburg Beach. If you park at the public uh, Dolphin Village parking lot, don't park in the grocery store parking lot. You will get towed. But park in the uh, public parking lot, and then go out to the beach and go along the shore about a hundred yards or so south, and you'll see us there. And it's it's not a big deal. It's just a bunch of us giving thanks for a great week and thinking about the week ahead and just being a community together super low-key super informal and then we go and get ice cream which is what punctuates most truly spiritual events and then on wednesday mornings we meet at 7 20 um along north shore beach 
and we walk for about three or four miles. We get coffee. We talk. We're, we, you know, sort of engage with nature. There's always something. Engage with people um, and just be together. And it's a lovely way to start the morning. It's a good middle of the week activity. It'll kind of get your blood pumping. Get, get you, you over the hump of right, hump day. Yeah. Exactly. And get, you, and get you thinking about maybe some other things, you know. So it's, it's always a nice time and it always is amazing the stuff that goes on in that in that hour that we're walking. Absolutely. And then every Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, we have our evening, sorry, every Thursday evening at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, we have our Bible discussion. And it's, it's so much fun because we film it in our living room. And we have a bunch of people come over and they ask questions and we interact. But you can also interact online too. If you get on the Facebook live feed, you can type in questions. And after the presentation, I do a little talk about something from the Bible and how it applies to real life. And then uh, people send in their questions and we talk about the questions. And it just goes in a million directions that none of us thought it would. And it's so much fun. So Thursday nights. Yeah, now I do have something to say about that. We have been doing it on our Unity Society Facebook page. We've been doing the live streams. But starting this Thursday, um, from now on, we'll be at our Water and Stone Church Facebook page. Right. And so you'll need, we'll put a little notice up on Unity Society Facebook page and we'll be fading that out after a little bit. It'll stay up for a little a little while until people know where we're doing stuff. But if you want to find us, you're going to have to go to the Water and Stone Facebook page. That is where we will be live. And then if you miss it live, you can always go to our YouTube page. Go to channels and search for Water and Stone. And you'll find our channel and you can always watch all of the Bible discussions there. It won't be live, but you can catch up with us that way. And there's going to be a lot more stuff on that YouTube page. But right now, the best way to find out what we're doing is go to waterandstonechurch.com. All spelled out. W-A-T-E-R-A-N-D-S-T-O-N-E-C-H-U-R-C-H.com. And uh, you can uh, find out about all of this stuff. There's links to everything that we're doing, the events that are coming up. And there's a, a great way to find out more about what's going on. And you can sign up online right there or even without going to the web. If you pick up your phone right now and text the word I am ready, all one word, I-A-M-R-E-A-D-Y. Text I am ready to 84576. Text I am ready to 84576. And then you can sign up to get all kinds of news and updates right on your phone. You don't have to download anything. And it's not a constant bombardment. It's usually like one text a week um, in the middle of the day. So you don't get woken up early in the morning or anything like that. We are respectful. And uh, it's a great way to find out what's going on. But if you go to the Water and Stone Church website, you can send in questions for the Listen Up segment. You can see what's going on. And it's a really cool website. I'm really, really proud of it. Finally, and this is the drum roll please level big deal. Um, on August 27th, that's a Sunday morning, we are having our very first uh, Sunday meeting, our lesson, our, our uh, worship opportunity is going to be August 27th at 11 a.m. at the Hotel Indigo in downtown St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. Now you can find that there's maps and all of that. If you go to waterandstonechurch.com about halfway down, it'll say when it is and you can click on Hotel Indigo and get a map. You can go to our Facebook page and get a map that way. We're going to be talking about it a lot. It's about a month from now as we record this. So once again, Hotel Indigo, 11 a.m., uh, August 27th, please be there. Please invite your friends. A couple of people have written us and say, said, wow, I love what you're doing with Water and Stone Church, and they've seen us sort of transition Unity Society stuff over to Water and Stone Church, and people are excited. I'm so grateful. I'm Thank so you looking so much. forward to it. It's oh, going to be man, oh, It's going to be great. I'm just so, so grateful and proud and just giddy. But a couple of folks have emailed saying, what can we do to help? And what I've said to them is what I'm about to say to you. There's a page, if you go to the waterandstonechurch.com and you scroll down to the bottom, there's a page called support that you can click on and it talks about ways you can help what we're doing. But the most important thing you can do is try and show up and bring a friend with you. Tell people. Send a, a link to somebody, to Water and Stone Church or to our Facebook page. There are ways you can help, but right now it's about getting the word out and we are counting on you to do just that. So, Dieter, it's time once again 
please wrap it up. <laughs> One of the things that I said this past week, and it was part of the um, it was part of the release uh, talk that I did right before we went out to the beach to put our, our papers in the water and all that. One of the things I said is one of my favorite things about being a preacher is when I get to christen babies. In a lot of religions, the, the christening service is about how this baby is born sinful and flawed and we better hurry up and sprinkle or dunk this kid before something bad happens. But we don't believe in that. Babies are perfect. Babies are just born knowing how to love. They don't know about hate and fear. They don't know about, let's say, racism. Those are learned behaviors. Babies start out perfect. So when I do the christening ceremony, a lot of it has to do with, this isn't even your baby. This is God's baby. It's on loan. Don't screw it up. Me talking to the friends and family. Together, we're going to make sure this baby knows what's what. And we're not going to give it anything nasty to unlearn later. Because you start out perfect. That's really the point of the christening ceremony. So what I'm trying to tell you is no matter where you've been, what you've done, your actions don't define you. Your possessions or lack thereof don't define you. It's your turn to be who you've always been. That might mean some unlearning, but that's okay. The process of growth is really the process of letting go of what's not true. I know you're already working on letting go of some stuff. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. Sometimes it's going to go according to plan, but usually not. Sometimes the universe is going to go, okay, you, you're done with this? Here we go. I'm going to take it. Watch how you react to that. Don't chase it. Bless it. Give thanks for it. Because we increase what we praise. And it's time to start praising what makes you feel good, what's healthy, what's going to help you grow. You deserve freedom. This podcast is recorded on the orange couch at Pinfeather Studios. And our sound engineer, spiritual teacher, jack of all trades, and half of the music you hear is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. The other half is the incredible, incomparable, uh, lovely and talented Miles Randolph. And uh, we're just so grateful for both of them. They are so much smarter than we are. This podcast is solely supported by you. And that means three, count them, three things that you can do to support this podcast. We don't have ads. I don't think we ever would have ads or anything crazy like that on this podcast. So instead, there are three things you can do to help keep the home fires burning. Thing one is tell a friend. Spread the word about this podcast. Send a link. Somebody you know would benefit from this stuff. Tell somebody. Facebook it. Tweet it. Email it. Carry your pigeon it, smoke signal it if you're so inclined, but spread the word. That's thing one. Thing two is go wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, so on and so forth. Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and write a five-star review. It has to be five stars because that's the secret of the way the code of those things work. It'll take you eight seconds, but it changes everything for how the word gets spread about this podcast. So that's thing two. Thing one, spread the word. Thing two, write a good review. Thing three, come be with us on August 27th. Make a plan to be part of our monthly celebrations. I promise you're going to have a great time. It's going to change everything for you. It's going to supercharge the way you feel about you, the way you feel about God, and the kind of dent you make in the universe. Show up. That's thing three. You do those things, everybody wins. Have a great week and practice that letting go. It'll do you good. 